22 years after the debut of the animated film that inspired it, this dark ride opened at Disney's California Adventure. Able to handle up to 2,000 guests per hour and featuring over 180 animatronic figures, a fleet of colorful clamshells moves you through the undersea adventure with all the characters and songs we've grown to know and love. Slice of Disney presents The Little Mermaid, Ariel's Undersea Adventure. Hello there, my friends. You're about to go under the sea. So, for your safety, please remain seated with your hands, arms, feet, legs, flippers, and fins inside your clamshell. And keep an eye on your little ones. I can't be everywhere, you know. Welcome to Slice of Disney, an awesome Disney theme park podcast. I am your host, Kelly Washington, Disney-obsessed enthusiast and real-life Tinkerbell. Um, and I'm Will Luntz, uh, Kelly's friend that likes podcasts and real-life Prince Eric. Ooh, I like. I, I think I'm just going to try to go on after whatever ride we're doing. I love that. Yeah. Um, so today we're going to talk about The Little Mermaid Dark Ride. Uh, before we get into it, because it is a fairly simple ride. It's pretty straightforward. Yes. Um, you go through the movie. Yeah. yeah <laughs> Spoiler yeah, yeah. alert. Uh-huh. Um, so I wanted to talk about Little Mermaid. Yeah, I think it's important. Because I loved Little Mermaid. I was obsessed. It was my favorite movie for a long time and I would just watch it over and over. And then I watched uh, these old like TV episodes they made too. They made a TV show of The Little Mermaid. Oh, that's fun. Yeah. Was so, it like still about Ariel and stuff? Or was yes. it about like, okay. It was about Ariel. Oh. Um, I do know they made a, you know, obviously they made more Little Mermaid since she had a daughter. I didn't know any of that. Oh, really? Honestly, I feel like I've seen them. I've been on the ride more times than I've seen the movie. Um, so that's my experience with it. <laughs> I loved Little Mermaid. And, you know, I haven't actually watched it in years, so I should watch it now that it, we have the time and Disney Plus. Um, but I did, I had this, I had a ton of little figurines and I had a stuffed, uh, a big stuffed flounder. Okay. And then I had a little plastic flounder. Mm-hmm. And um, one time I I would bring it with me everywhere I went. And one time my the dad... The big one or the small one? The small one. I always thought it was the big one, which was way more comedic to me. Yeah. Because I was a very tiny child. Uh-huh. And then having this like huge stuffed animal with me all the time. Um, but no, it was like the tiny figurine one. And apparently my dad and I had been running errands. And uh, we'd gone, I don't know, a couple places and to the post office. And we're on the way back. And I'm sitting in the back seat. And I'm like less than a year old. But I had a very large lo- vocabulary as a little tiny one. Okay. So I would go, where's Flounder? Where's Flounder? Where's Flounder? And I kept saying it. And my dad finally realized that I was what I was saying uh-huh. and looked and I was missing Flounder and the windows open. So he got so scared. Oh, no, that you like had thrown it out. Yes. Um, but you found it. He did. Point, yes. Right? My dad did find it. Yeah. Yeah. And Flounder was saved. Well, that's good. I'm so basically I'm Ariel. Is that, is that what the mm-hmm. is that the story of the movie? It is. It is. Okay. That's the actual. I, like movie. I said, I've only seen it once, so <laughs> I don't really know. It's it's a really fun movie. I, I think as you get older, you can't help but judge some of the Disney princesses like a little bit. Do you think they would do a live? This would be hard, but a live uh, remake of the Little Mermaid. I think they're doing it. Really? Yeah. Cool. I think they're doing because they cast. Yeah, they cast uh, some of it already. Um, and then obviously they have the Broadway show, which I saw on Broadway like 
two or three times and it was fun. They're all on roller skates. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I was wondering how they would do the underwaterness of it. Yeah, they all did roller skates and Titus Burgess, who then was on Kimmy Schmidt. Oh, you're right, because Halle Bailey is playing Ariel. And that yes. was like a little bit of a controversy when it first yeah, came out. Yeah, because, you know, everyone's like, no, she has to look right. like Ariel. Exactly. I'm excited for it. I mean, now who knows if movies will ever come out again. <laughs> but if they do, I'll be there to see okay. it. Okay, well, that's good. <laughs> I'll hear how it was after. <laughs> um, so the ride itself, again, so there's two of them. And the first one opened in Disney's California Adventure in 2011. And then it opened at Magic Kingdom in 2012. And originally they had the idea to open this ride back in the 90s. Mm-hmm. They wanted to make a dark ride of The Little Mermaid. And they thought they even like developed it for different uh, parks. So they had plans even for like Disney Seas and Tokyo Disneyland, all, you know, Magic Kingdom, Paris. Like they went through all of these different things, like determined to make Little Mermaid into a ride. And actually, there's a show at what used to be MGM and now is Hollywood Studios. And I have not seen it in years, but I remember it being so bad. <laughs> so you remember what was bad about it? It was just like a bad stage show and sure. like real cheesy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, yeah, I'm trying to remember. But I'm, as a kid, I loved it. Um, oh, but I sure. think the last time I saw it, I was like, ooh, I don't think I should see that ever again. Um, so, so they didn't do it in the 90s, though. They, they, they did up, not. Yeah. So, yeah, it didn't come out till 2011, which seems crazy that it took that long, especially for something like a dark ride that's such an iconic part of Disney theme parks. Right. And that is like it's also an iconic like IP. So I would have thought yeah. that they like it wouldn't take them 22 years to come out with come out with it. But but it did. And originally it was supposed to be more like uh, Peter Pan's flight mm-hmm. where the clamshells, you'd be like going back and forth between above land and under the sea mm-hmm. and not telling the story in chronological order like it is now, kind of seeing bits and pieces from above and below. And I think that would have been pretty cool. You can actually watch a, which I did, a ride view of the, of the original yeah. Like design. Gotcha. Yeah. And I was like, oh, this is interesting. Obviously, it's not as cool as it is now. I think I'm trying to think if there's a newer dark ride attraction than this. If there is, please let me know. <laughs> I can't think of what one would be. I mean, granted, I'm only thinking of Disneyland, but. Yeah. And it's cool because as technology grows, they're able to make these animatronics more realistic or mm-hmm. more fun. I know they had a lot of trouble with Ariel and skin and yeah i did see that uh that the imagineers had to develop like uh, a new technology specifically for the skin to make it look more realistic and i'll be honest didn't super work still looks pretty fake but (laughs) her hair was also another huge thing to tackle like originally i guess it looks bad and they redid it and the imagineers were like consider her hair to be its own character Um, (laughs) and they literally refurbished the ride like shut it down to redo her hair that's funny I mean, the ride pretty much is what we said. It's like, it's the movie. You're starting off and they're like, it's a shipwreck and this is going on. And then and then you go like down and it's like, it's nice. It's a, uh, you end up in this big room where they're doing under the sea and that's fun. That's where all, a lot of the oh, electronics are. Yeah, I would say that's definitely the best yeah. room in the ride. Yeah, that and Ursula's little like, oh, yeah. grotto or whatever it is. Yeah. One, in the beginning of this ride, because I think this is a really interesting fact, um, there's a Warner Brothers film character in the oh. ride. Yeah. Um, the character's name is Mr. Limpet. I have no idea. I have to figure out who that is. But apparently he's like in the grass 
um, in the beginning of... Just like hanging out? Yeah, just hanging That's out cool. in the little shipwreck area. And then apparently he's in the movie too. He's in a crowd scene. <laughs> so I don't know why. I bet it's probably the only like WB character that's on disneyland yeah that's pretty nuts yeah um that's cool though yeah and uh so yeah you go through that and scuttles kind of being scuttle and like well i'm gonna tell you the story of little mermaid Mm -hmm. and then she sings and i don't even know if i want to share this this is so weird i've always thought that that statue of eric and then like his face comes off and you know she like holds do you do you remember that in the movie? I I no I don't but King Triton's don't. like no. Okay, sure. And then he hits it and then she's like holding his face and it always reminded me of a cookie. I was like I always wanted to eat that. That is weird, but like whatever, <laughs> you know. You've say you've said weirder things. I'm sure. Yeah. Um that's funny though. Uh and then uh, yeah, you go and my f- I god, I do love Ursula. Yeah, her part's good. Yes. Um, and I think she's huge. She's so big. Uh, she is 12 feet wide and 7.5 feet tall. Yeah, that's huge. It doesn't feel that way when you're in there. but No, it doesn't. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, my favorite thing, continuing her being a villain, was her head fell off, I think, last year in the middle of the ride. Wow, <laughs> can that's you, so crazy. Can you imagine being a child and all of a sudden, like, Ursula's head falls off uh-huh. as you're riding? Like, ah! <laughs> I'd be terrified of that ride. That is terrifying. Um, but all in all, the ride's like six minutes long. For me personally, I I think I, I go on it honestly every time I go to Disneyland because it's typically a very short wait. Yeah, if the wait is ever over like 15 minutes, wait and go on it later yeah. because it will go you back down. You can almost always just like straight up walk on. Yeah, sometimes um, though it'll be like 45 minute wait. That's crazy. Yeah, I like that line too because I feel like it's great for people watching. Mm-hmm. Um, so the the queue itself, real quick, I'll get it. I'll tell you that before I tell you about some of the fascinating humans I've seen. Um, the one in Disneyland mm-hmm. or California Adventure is pretty straightforward, kind of just curves through. But the building itself uh, is made to look like a 20th century aquarium. Mm-hmm. And the original building, they just re you know purposed it and it was supposed to be the palace of fine arts uh because it used to have something called golden dreams as the attraction and they yeah. closed that in like 2008 hmm. so it's still the same exterior just with added details of characters and and stuff like that to make it more aquarium like and um and then there's like a really huge mural that they've painted of the classic characters Gotcha. And there is, I think, um, one of the hidden Mickeys that I saw was talking about um, being in the design of the, like, ironworks on the queue. Um, it's, like, very, I mean, it's it's one of those ones that's, like, it's clearly intentional, but you're right. also having to make a little bit of a jump to, to see it. To see it. Yeah, yeah. I actually don't, I'm sure I know it, but I have to go look. We should, uh, we should if we can find pictures, we'll, we'll start putting them in like, Ooh, the show yeah. notes for people to see. We should. Uh, or links to them, at least. And then the one at Disney World is so cool. So the Disney World Little Mermaid is in Magic Kingdom. Okay. And it's, they redid it. And there's like, there's the Seven Dwarves Mine Train there. They have Beauty and the Beast Castle. And then they have Ariel's Castle kind of grotto. It's it's a full immersive like line experience. It's really beautiful. And you have the shipwreck. And it lives on top of what used to be 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. So they make sure to, you know, put little hidden 2,000 Leagues stuff there. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Um, 
And they said that on the opening day of it, they used the water from 2000 Leagues to like put that water into the exterior of the ride. Oh, neat. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. That is pretty cool. Yeah, I saw, I, it, it does sound like that that one is, despite the fact that um, that the one in California Adventure opened first, it seems like the one that's in Magic Kingdom is a little bit cooler. I'll be really honest, I've never been on it at Disney World because the line's always so long there. Oh, really? And I'm like, I just, I, I have it at home and I can ride this all the time. So I don't go on it very often And the there. thing I love about it uh, at California Adventure is like, it's, like you said, it's good for people watching in that line, but then also it's just like, it's, it's a great place to take a break from the day. Yeah. Um, because it can be very hot and you're like, get under a shade even in the line. Um, and then you just go and you sit and like go underwater and cool and listen to music and it's like six minutes and it's just very smooth. Yeah. It's sweet. It's nice, refreshing. Yeah. It's nothing. It's, it's chill. Yeah. In terms of people watching. So I feel like because it's primarily a kid's ride, you see a lot of families and I feel like that's the ride where everyone's like, oh, my God, I'm so tired. Uh-huh. And one time uh, there was this family. It was two girls and the mom is pushing the stroller. She has wine like in her stroller cup. And the dad is slinging his arms over the mom like drunk as a skunk. Oh, no. Like hammered. Oh, no. And like so sloppy. And you can tell the mom was like, oh, my God. And the kids are like, mom, mom. And then like. It was just such so disastrous, and I feel like that kind of thing happens at California Adventure a lot. Well, that's where they serve alcohol. So they serve alcohol, and I do feel again like that's a kids' ride in the adult true side of Disneyland. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so the combination always ends up being that's funny. That's funny. I didn't think about it that way, but that makes sense. I, yeah, I feel like I've seen that scenario multiple times, but that one time was so funny to me. The dad was just like, I was. Like, he could have gotten kicked out. He was, so, like, stumbling so bad. <laughs> That's crazy. I mean, he maybe should have been. Um, <laughs> as far as, like, the Imagineers that went into designing this ride, it seems like there was a quite a quite a team that did it. Um, yeah. Uh, Imagineers and consultants, including senior show producers, creative design show producers, all this type of stuff. Uh, but one of the things that I did find that was particularly interesting about it is that they... And this makes sense, but that they consulted with uh, Ariel's animator um, to make sure they were getting everything right. Glenn Keane. There you go, Glenn Keane. Um, and that he's the one that recommended that they treat her hair as a character of her own, which definitely feels like a thing that an animator would say. Um, yeah. So, but outside of that, it's like it didn't seem like it was too revolutionary on the Imagineering standpoint, aside from like the skin and the models that went into uh, creating these type of animatronics. Right. And the ride vehicles themselves are Omni Movers. Mm-hmm. My beloved, uh, they're basically, yeah, they're doom buggies, but in the shape of shells. Yeah. And they're all colorful and it's fun. Yeah. And I mentioned this uh, in the opening, but it can get 2,000 people per hour. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's probably why there's rarely a big long line. Yeah. Because it's constantly moving. It's constantly going in and out. It does break down fairly frequently. I've been on it a few times when it's broken down. Yeah. No more than 15 seconds usually, but... It does usually pause somewhere. Yeah. Uh, where's your favorite place when it to pause? Um, I don't know. Honestly, I hate pausing because <laughs> because it almost always. I went one time, and this was not at. Uh, you're gonna have to help me with this because I don't know all the specifics. But this was the one where you're in the log, and it goes down and splashes everything. Right. 
whatever. Splash Mountain. It's a Splash Mountain. Mountain. I didn't want to say that and be wrong. It's Splash (laughs) Mountain. Um, But I got stuck in like the like dark part of that where it's like scary. Mm -hmm. And we were stuck there for like 15 minutes. And it was just like this creepy uh, bird saying stuff to me. And I did not like it. Oh, Um, and that ride's already just creepy. Like those animatronics. You're like, "Eh, I don't know. Yeah. So I'm, there's no place that I could say it would be my favorite place to get stuck down. But I'm sure you have one. So. Well, just I was thinking during that ride, I mean, it would. I like being stuck in front of Ursula. It's fun. The worst place is when you're going down, descending underwater. I was going to say the opposite. I love being like stuck there. What? Yeah, because it's like it's like you're relaxing. You're like, you kind of lean back a little bit. Oh, but the one it's so bored. I'm like, ugh, there's nothing to look at. Yeah, but see, I like going on that ride because it's a nice <laughs> break from everything else. It's a break from all the stimulation. That's But I'm funny. like, this is nice and I get to relax. It's very descriptive of who we are as people. Yes, I like that. Yeah. Um, and you know, I think that it's funny cause there's still so many like jokes about this ride, like Ariel's hair and like in the, there's funny imagery in general, like in the kissing part, like again, her hair looks strange or like, mm-hmm. like these turtles are like spewing water out of their mouths, but it looks very strange. And, um, there, yeah, there's, there's fun things to look for in this ride, especially if you have over, you know, almost 200 animatronics. You're going to notice like a different little character or a little thing. That's true. And speaking of fun things to look for, yes. there's a couple of hidden Mickeys uh, yes. within this ride. Um, and one that I don't believe, but is still a good story. Um, but I've seen it in a couple places, so it's probably true. We'll get to that one at the end. Um, so there's the one that we talked about that was in kind of the, the iron uh, cue part. Yes. Um, and so that that counts as one. On a mural, there's also on one of the rocks a very small hidden Mickey um, that is very clearly like intentional. Um, and then the other one that I think you can look for is very early on, there's a couple of frogs uh, and they're jumping around and on their back, they have spots like little green spots that turn into, that look like a Mickey. I don't think that would be early on. Then maybe it was at the end. I just remember. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's, not, it's not in like the big busy parts of the Yeah, ride. it's during the kissing scene. There you go. There you go. Kiss the girl. And one that's not on, that I didn't find, but it's one of my favorite ones is on the octopus's head. So when you are going through under the sea. Uh huh. Then there's an octopus kind of pretty close to the beginning of when you enter that room, and he's kind of spinning, and one of the spots on his head is a Mickey ass. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's cool. So there is also this other one that yes. is, to me feels like an urban legend, and I do you, do you want to read this one? Yes, I'm going to read enough. this. You have to read it. Because it's very detailed. Okay. Disney World. If you are a hidden Mickey stalker, then you're going to love this one. The Imagineers outdid themselves this time and created a hidden Mickey that you can only see at noon on Mickey Mouse's birthday. Okay. So it says, at this moment, the sun is about is at just the right position for the light to create a hidden Mickey on the path of the ride queue for the attraction. Mickey's birthday is November 18th, and you have to be there right at noon. The location apparently is hard to describe, but start looking for some of the boat wreckage, especially the area with a figure that has a hand on its chest. Once you pass that, you should be able to look up and see the rock formation and be able to form part of Mickey's head on top, on the top. So, is that real? No. <laughs> That's ridiculous. I mean, that would be the most elaborate hidden Mickey ever. Here's the thing. 
if it does happen by some happenstance, it's a happenstance. <laughs> like I, I have to imagine that it's not something that they intentionally designed for that to be the case. And I also think that this is, I think it honestly is much of malarkey. I really want to look up if like anyone's captured a picture of it. Sure. Well, let's take a break and look it up. All right. Listen to these fake ads. Just kidding. <laughs> um, Mickey Mouse. I am going to look this up real yeah, quick. Yeah, no, that's cool. Um, Little Mermaid. Q. Okay. Trying a picture of it? I found a video. You should come here. The video's not even playing. I don't believe it. <laughs> the video's... So you can see, like, the castle. Mm-hmm. Huh. Well, that seems much more like one than the sunbeam creating one. But let's But the sun will... How would you make sure you're there at that time? I mean, yeah. It's I mean, look, it looks kind of like one. It's hard to believe it only happens on that day. Yeah, I, I think that that seems pretty ridiculous. I, don't, I can't imagine that it doesn't happen the day before or the day after. But I think it's fair, you know. Wow. Okay. Wow. Uh, Will was wrong. I don't know that I would say I was wrong. Uh, so we found a video we on YouTube video. that shows this is real. Yeah, I do feel like it was a little... Uh, I feel like the way that people described it was a little sensationalized. I do think it, it looks real for the for what it's worth. So yeah, yeah check, look, out the, check out the video. Yeah, there's a video. Because you can see in the rocks... There is like the bottom half of a Mickey mm-hmm. um, that was clearly intentionally there. Mm-hmm. Um, I would still question if it only happens on his birthday. Yeah, I, I personally think that that part seems pretty wild. Like, and I'm sure the first couple, like, similar to like you know just being at the right. I think you're going to be able to see, see it somewhat on the days before and the days after and that kind of stuff. Um, but no, it does. I mean, it looks like a hidden Mickey and the way that they design the rocks. Now, when you see that, it's like okay, this probably was intentional. That's pretty crazy. Yeah. I also. Love the fact that Disney's like allows their Imagineers to say yes, take all of this time to figure out the logistics sure. of this one very obscure thing that most people would never know or believe if you told them about it. Yes, that's what you get for not being an obsessed enthusiast, just a casual Disney goer. Yep, yep, yep. I'm gonna stick with mine, but still. <laughs> So, yeah, there's some pretty cool hidden Mickeys in this one. And I think because it is a newer uh, dark ride, it allows for that. Yeah. You know, I feel like once hidden Mickeys became a bigger thing, Disney has put more and more into certain things. Sure. Um, And I like that. I think it's always really fun. Yeah. I think they're cool. I mean, I didn't really know they were a thing. I don't think I ever would have noticed them. Um, the my only relationship to them was the Kingdom Hearts uh, three, where you're trying to find the hidden Mickey's there. Until I found out oh, about these, yes. yeah, yeah. Uh, until I found out, you know, that you can actually see them at the park too, and it's pretty cool. If I know where they are next time I go, I will look for them. Yeah, I again, there's a book, and there's people who dedicate so much time to this, and it's fun too if you're going to the parks and you go often. Um, for to have a day where that's all you do, mm-hmm. you know, you mm-hmm. you pick sections of the park and you ride rides just to look for the hidden Mickeys. And it gives you something new and exciting. Um, and I think that Disney, especially Disneyland is really good at making those kind of experiences for their guests. Um, what would be going on right now is they'd have an Easter egg hunt mm, right. and you get these maps and then they have these cute Easter eggs that are different characters and you have to find them. And they're big, like the Easter eggs themselves. Some of them are, are super easy 
some of them have taken me like a second and i'm like oh, it's more you it's can more for only children. find uh, on mickey's birthday some you, you can know? only find on mickey's birthday um okay so as far as this ride goes where does it fit into your day is uh, it an every trip kind of thing it happens a lot it like you said i feel like it becomes an often every trip thing just because of the convenience and the nature of it it fills a gap. Yes. Yeah. It, it, if I have a fast pass for Incredicoaster and I have 15 minutes I have to kill, perfect. Mm-hmm. I can go on yeah, that makes Little sense. Mermaid. Yeah. yeah. Um, and similar, same question. You're on your way out of the park. Uh, you're tired. I know this doesn't happen for you, but <laughs> uh, there's you know, a 10-minute wait to get on Little Mermaid. Are you uh, delaying your departure to go on? Probably not. Yeah. I think that feels right to um, me, too. And it's not, again, it's not because it's a bad ride. If I were going to change anything, I would probably change, I don't know, some of the animatronics do look a little creepy. Yeah. <laughs> but I, but at the same time, they look good. Um, I'd probably, I don't know, do something with that. I, would, I think if I were going to change anything, and maybe, I don't, I don't know, I'd like to see something that's not entirely just the movie. Like, I, I, I don't know what you do there, and I they, they shouldn't listen to me on this one, but if I'm designing it for myself, I want... You know, a little surprise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, one of the, in doing research, which was kind of hard because, again, this is a ride that um, I don't think people have as much passion for, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of why I was excited to talk about it, but there was definitely not as much research to be done on it. Right. Um, one of the things that I read was like, and like the ending is a surprise ending than the movie. And I was like, really? Because it's like, I feel like it's pretty much the ending of the movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's weird. But yeah, I don't know what the surprise would be. I don't know. Throw Sora in there. <laughs> that'd be good for me. That's all I want. Sora's swimming yeah. through. Yeah, that'd be cool. Does Sora ever hang out with Little Mermaid? Yeah. Yeah, he does. So put him in the ride. Come on, Disney. What I are we doing know. here? After that last Kingdom Hearts, please get out of here. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think that this is a great ride to break up your day, chill, sing some songs that make you happy. And, and people watch. And people watch. Please observe the children. Both the older yes. children and, and yes. their children. Yes. Um, and so, yeah, that's Little Mermaid. If you have any questions or any comments, please let us know on our Instagram at Slice of Disney. And we will have a new episode for you soon. Yeah. Yay. Thank you for listening. Goodbye. Okay,